0: Hi, this is Daphne Maxwell-Reed, and you are listening to TV Confidential.
1: Ed Robertson welcoming you to this week's edition of TV Confidential, radio talk show about television that will welcome Patrick Duffy and Linda Pearl in our second hour. Patrick Duffy, of course, Bobby Ewing on Dallas, while Linda Pearl's work in television includes recurring roles as Fonzie's girlfriend, Ashley on Happy Days and Ben, Matlock's daughter, Charlene, on the first season of Matlock. Linda and Patrick started a company called Duffy's Dough that shows you how to make homemade sourdough starter from scratch based on a process that originated with Patrick's family more than 70 years ago. We'll talk to them about that. For those who may not know, Linda Pearl and Patrick Duffy are not just business partners. They're also a couple. We'll learn how they got together as a result of Zoom conferencing, overcoming isolation because of COVID, and a little assist from their mutual friend, actor Richard Thomas. Patrick Duffy and Linda Pearl will join us in our second hour, we'll be able to stay tuned for that. In the meantime, we'll begin our first hour by asking the question, what do John Adams, Natalie Cole, and Eartha Kitt have in common? The answer... Oh, that sounds insane. <laughs> <laughs> the, the answer, as you're about to hear, is that they have all been played by the same actress, although not all at the same time. That actress being our next guest, Gisela Adisa. Gisela is currently starring as John Adams in the national tour of 1776, a wholly reimagined production of the Tony Award-winning musical that features most prominently an all-female cast that also reflects multiple representations of race, gender, and ethnicity. Gisella is speaking to us today from San Diego, San Diego being the second stop in an 11-city tour that is scheduled to continue through at least the end of summer, although by the time... This program airs. Gisela will be in San Jose, that being the wonder of the pre-record. We'll tell you where else 1776 will be coming in the weeks and months ahead. In just a sec, but first, Gisela Adisa, welcome to TV Confidential.
0: Thank you. That sounds amazing. That sounds amazing. Can <laughs> I just add sure. that we're not only, um, while we are predominantly AFAB, which is assigned female at birth,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like I'm a cisgendered woman. I'm a woman. I was born a girl. Uh, we actually have some non-binary and trans cast members as well.
1: So in a nutshell, the cast members are comprised of peoples, you know, people with an S that at least are supposed to have been considered when the founding fathers put the Declaration of Independence together, but we're not necessarily in the room where it happened, which I realize is a line from Hamilton, but you know, I, yes. I think you know where I'm coming from on that.
0: Yes, that's precisely it. It is a group of people, a group of, um, we are mostly Americans, although we do have one person who is directly from Grenada. I'm first-generation American. There's people from all different walks of life, orientation. We have a wide age, age range going from, I believe, I don't want to age anyone, but like uh, 60s all the way down to 20s. And uh, we are all the people in the room who weren't in the room where it happened, as you said. But more importantly, some of us weren't even considered people at that time. Some of us aren't even considered full-fledged citizens now when you look at the way rights are being taken away, rights that we thought were inalienable or at least well-earned and codified into law. So it's a very interesting time to be doing a revival of such... A seemingly old show, maybe for some people it's dated because it was written by two men, two white men in the late 60s as kind of a tough love letter to America uh, in response to the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. But by just simply having our, not just having our bodies up there, but having our perspectives, maybe there are people in the audience who think they've never met a non binary person or a trans person, or maybe they've never really sat there and had a real conversation with a person of color. And while they're not necessarily going to do that for the two hours and 40 minutes sitting in the audience, what they will see is this new concept of the show, this re-envisioning, as you said, as you aptly put it, because we are ourselves on that stage. We get to be, we get to bring a piece of ourselves and not put it to the side, like usually actors have to do. Usually There's some homework an actor does to kind of, you know, have like things in common or ways that they can relate to their character, especially if the character is seen as a villain, you know, like Edward Rutledge, who sings molasses to rum to slaves Mm -hmm. and glorifies and exalts in slavery. But um, the challenge is to usually make connections. But in this particular case, we walked onto the stage as ourselves in modern clothes. And then we literally and figuratively step into the shoes of these men. Uh, and we've donned jackets that are specific to our region, our mentality, what was actually uh, in vogue in that time. The the costume director uh, designer, Emilio Sosa, did an amazing job. So it's very visually, I think, obvious to the audience that you can't look past my color and say you don't see color. You can't look past one of the non-binary actors or trans actors' scars on their chest from having top surgery. You will have to see them and eventually reconcile with the fact that they belong here. They're telling this story, stepping into the shoes of this particular historical person to show you how it affects them and how they love their country. But it's a tough love where we have to look back and say, okay, we made some compromises. What can we do, staying honest to history, to make sure we don't have to make those compromises again and then make sure our country can be what we envision it to be? I'm We're really lucky to be in the show to get to do something like that because it's just a musical, right?
1: It is just a musical, but it's a musical that also has something. That, well, I saw the movie version of 1776 about 30 years ago. It had something to say then, and with the reimagining that you are headlining, Gisela, it still has something to say, if not more so, considering how much our world has changed in our Um, the the sort of conversations we're having today. We may may not have been having with each other 30 years ago, but we're having them now, and that's what's important.
0: Right. Sometimes when something feels, and I'm using the word feel uh, or seems new, uh, it's actually just probably more than likely new to you Mm -hmm. or new to me. So while the overall zeitgeist and spirit of the country may have been women's rights, and before that, civil rights uh, for people of color. People have a pretty strong remembrance of those causes because those are the ones that got the most airtime and the most play and the most TV. But there has always been a crusade for the rights of people in the LGBTQ community. There have always been people that existed thousands of years ago, and there's historical references to it. And I'm amazed every day I learn something new from my um, trans uh, siblings on stage and my non-binary siblings that this has always been. And maybe maybe that might be hard for people to digest, and it's it's fair because it's just never really been introduced to us on the mainstream. But, yes, it definitely does feel like the, the new zeitgeist now. It definitely does. So I guess it's a good time to uh, be doing a show like this. It's either the best of times or the worst of times. (laughs) Because it's very explosive. And for some people, they simply cannot be in the presence of someone that they decided doesn't deserve to exist. Even if it's just an actor playing a role. I'm not going to lie to you. We've had some people get up and leave. I actually love when those people are in attendance because I am not the type of actor that likes to preach to the choir. I'm happy that people who support the show and believe in the show and support the actors come and that they feel seen, but almost as importantly for me as a black actress, as a, as a first-generation American who's witnessed a lot in my umpteen years in this country, I think I feel like I'm more in my purpose when that person has the resolve to sit in that seat and sit in their discomfort and get to the point where and a lot of them do get to this point they are clapping the hardest at the end of the show maybe even standing and it's not it's not like we charmed the pants off of them or they've decided they like us now it's just simply they let go of only seeing us as a black woman only seeing us as a non-binary person they've decided i'm going to see both for some people they've decided i'm not going to see who you are, and I'm just going to watch the show, that's actually a myth, in my opinion. Uh, for me, I feel truly in my purpose and helping do something beyond just entertaining, and the show is entertaining. Don't let me scare you off. There's a lot of sugar with the medicine. Uh, it just makes me feel really good to see that person go through that arc within the two hours and 40 minutes of the show. And who knows? Maybe it might inspire them to the next time there's something on the news about rights being taken away instead of hold fast to their old ideas, research it on their own beyond what the news is telling them, beyond what um, we're being fed. And maybe that will be the day one of them learning about the vast range of humanity that we have always had.
1: Gisela Adisa currently stars as John Adams in the national tour of 1776, the musical, a reimagined production of the Tony Award-winning musical that features an all-female cast that also reflects multiple representations of race, gender, and ethnicity. As this program airs, you can see 1776, the musical, at the Center for Performing Arts in San Jose through Sunday, May 21st. For our listeners... Everywhere else, 1776 will be coming to Durham, North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, Nashville, Tennessee, Washington, D.C., and several other cities throughout the summer with more cities and dates to come. For tickets and more information, 1776musical.com, 1776musical.com. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. To dovetail on some of the things you said uh, a little earlier, uh, Gisela, I have not seen the current production of 1776, but we have had many conversations on our program about reimaginings of movies and television shows. And Mm. there are those who believe it is sacrilege to update or reimagine anything, even though when you think about it, almost every movie is a reimagining of a play most television shows are reimaginings of movies and, and as Shakespeare or, or someone said it, there are only like five or six basic storylines in, <laughs> in, in, in the human condition. So everything is a reimagining of something when you think about it. It's at, that's, just, that's part of the tradition of storytelling that we have as people. I personally think any story is worth retelling if it achieves the effect of the original whether that be to entertain to make us think uh to make us uncomfortable or in the case of 1776 the musical all of the above
0: right i I think you just put it so so well it's funny when something gets remade that is hardwired into a lot of people's minds it's connected to their memories art is such a vital part of our spirituality and our humanity and I don't mean that in a religious sense I mean just you can be connected to a storyline whether it you could be reading it subtitles and maybe it's in Korean but you could be so connected to it and you're feeling the same thing someone all the way in Korea is feeling when they watch it so if 20 years from now that thing that pulled at your heartstrings is all of a sudden remade with a bunch of people you've never heard of it can feel like an affront to your memories and your connection and People who kind of adhere to that mindset, and that be all of us, really. Like, if someone remade Inspector Gadget, I might be like, "Hold up," <laughs> you know. But actually, the actor in me would be like, "Wait, maybe I can do a voiceover." That's in right. It. That's but, right. Um, there's so much uh, we call it dogma, and things go into the canon, and you're not allowed to change it, and you don't even question why you're not allowed to change it, and that, in and of itself, can be a problem, especially when dealing with original. Movies or TV shows or musicals, it can be a really risky, dangerous thing, especially if maybe it was written in a time that doesn't reflect the mores and values of now. But look, to quote one of our presidents, Thomas Jefferson, well, to paraphrase, he believed that the Declaration and the Constitution especially should be revised and reviewed every 19 years. 19 years was like the average span of a generation. So even, even back then, there was this awareness that, look, we may want to look back at this and make sure this is still what people want. Uh, unfortunately, the arts aren't exactly a democracy, so producers and, and creatives will make the decision to revive something for whatever reason, whether it's to entertain, to make us stink, to make us feel uncomfortable, and I'd like to put in parentheses, learn something new, because Learning something new is good, but it doesn't always feel good in the moment because you're having to realign your whole thought process and how you look at your whole world. Um, No matter what the reasoning, I'm glad they did it, selfishly speaking, because I'm having such a good time with this new cast, with people who have been on Broadway. There's like Broadway legends, like Joanna Glushak, who has been on Broadway for years and has covered... Patty Lupone and Bernadette Peters and oh her her dressing room stories. She needs to write a book. She needs to write a book. And then and then, you know, also being surrounded by like all this youthful energy of the people where this is their first job mm-hmm. and looking at it with fresh eyes and I watch them on stage learning something new every day and learning how to pace themselves but still give it their all. So it I'm selfishly speaking, I'm glad that We have revivals. Without it, I might not know that certain shows existed. Like, to be quite honest, when I got the audition for this, I had never seen the film. Mm -hmm. I never was a part of the musical, never knew there was a musical. Part of that may be just coincidence. Maybe my school just didn't think this is a musical we can do. I went to an all-girl Catholic school, and the musical was traditionally mostly men. It's a bit of a sausage fest. So there's only two roles for women, and if they were properly casting it, I wouldn't have a role in there at all. So I have, I tend to look at work that I can see myself in from a purely professional standpoint. And because I was auditioning for it, I made a choice not to watch the film, because I didn't want to feel beholden to whatever that canon, you know, that dogma, that idea of I should act like this person, because... I'm just me, I'm just Gisella, and their concept was be yourself telling the story through John Adam, be yourself telling the story through, you know, whoever the character, the, the historical figure is, so um, aside from doing research on the actual historical man, I really didn't um, push to see those original works because I just felt like I would feel like those purists who you know, I need to feel like I belong in that world. And the way to do that is to not watch everything that didn't include someone who looks like me. But uh, to all the purists out there, I just say, you know, give us a chance. We actually have tickets that are on sale for $17.76 on certain nights There's certain promotional codes. There's one happening, I believe, for Pride Week on May 18th in San Jose, where the first 100 people that call get tickets for $17.76 each. And then after that, I think it's like 20% off uh, for people who call after the 100 caller. So uh, the show is really accessible. And for the price of a salad and a drink, you can come and see it see for yourself and see if you genuinely don't like it. It's hard to say you don't like something if you actually don't give it a shot.
1: That is true. 1776, the musical is currently playing at the Center for Performing Arts in San Jose through Sunday, May 21st. It will be coming to many, many other cities across the country over the course of the summer. 1776musical.com for tickets and more information. Gisela Adisa plays John Adams in 1776. Quick out. we'll talk to Gisela about some of her other stage roles, which as we mentioned in our open include Eartha Kitt and A Very Young natalie cole will also talk about how watching the muppet show as a kid was one of the things that inspired her to become a musical performer all that more we continue our conversation with gisela adisa here on tv confidential be part of our conversation if you like what you hear have thoughts on this week's program or have an idea for a future edition of tv confidential we'd love to hear from you you can email us at talk